Hello, listeners. Um, this is just a little bit before we start the podcast proper, because uh, I feel like uh, we, you know, we've got a platform. It's not a big platform, but uh, we should probably talk about briefly uh, what's going on at the uh, border in America. Uh, the families who are getting separated. You know, it's not very feel good, but you know, it's happening, and we should do something about it. Um, it feels a bit. I mean, you know, it does feel a little bit late to kind of get on the bandwagon, but it is still going on yeah uh, you know there's still uh children who are lost who we, we've just no idea where they are and i think isn't it something like although trump says he's says he stopped it is it only for something like 10 days yeah it's not it's still going on yeah as, as so, of recording anyway no matter what that administration says it's it's still happening uh so you know there's not much more we can add to the conversation to be honest we just do a kind of silly comedy podcast but uh, there are ways you can help, and there are ways there are ways you should help by donating to uh, some of these charities. George, I think you've got a list. Yes. So there's uh, there. the Refugee and Immigrant Centre for Education and Legal Services, or the RAICES. There's the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU. There's the Young Centre for Immigrant Children's Rights, Border Angels, Kids in Need of Defence. Asylum Seeker Advocacy Project, and you can donate via Act Blue. Brilliant. Uh, we'll include uh, the link to the article we got these off uh, in the show description, so you can kind of read more details for yourself. So yeah, um, I hope this hasn't depressed you too much, but uh, we've got a shambolic, funny podcast, hopefully, to cheer you up. But do remember, actually, you know, to go to some of those sites. Don't just listen. Anyway, I'm re- anyway, forget it. Don't f- no, don't forget this bit. Don't forget we did this bit. If this bit's important, remember this bit. You can forget the rest of the pug. Remember this bit. Oh, I'm ruining. It. I'm making it worse, George. Welcome to Crass, the boiling hot podcast, hosted by me, Paul Austin. And me, George Walsh. We're having a bit of a heatwave, listeners, which you'll know if you're in England, which you, or Scotland, Britain, anywhere in Britain, which you probably are. Uh, I don't think we've got any uh, listeners in other countries, have we, George? Well, we might be uh, quite popular in parts of Macedonia, but other than that... <laughs> OK, well, that's something. <laughs> it's always hot for them, Yeah, I presume. They'd be there um, going, what are you whinging at? Idiot. Like <laughs> yeah, get over it. Get over it, you, you big wimp. You big oh. British wimp. Oh, is it warm, is it? Oh, 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 is it so... Oh, Brexit. <laughs> oh, now I'm sad. Anyway, George, um, yeah. it's... Re- so I suppose i better start with my question, haven't I? Yep. Go OK, ahead. ladies and gentlemen, it's Paul's question time. Paul's question time. Paul's question time. George, Paul's question time. Is it hot enough for you? <laughs> I'm, only joking. I'm only joking, George. That was only a joke one. Um, uh, my real question is this. What would a ghost have to do to convince you it was a real ghost? Well, I don't... I, t- I don't so, okay, know. So, OK, let me just, let me just uh, put you in the scenario. Imagine you are uh, sitting in a kind of haunted house. Obviously, you don't... Yeah. You don't you, you presume it isn't haunted, it's just yeah. like a joke, it's not real, because yeah. ghosts aren't real. And then, suddenly, this kind of, this voice echoes through your ears, 
Ooh, George, it's me, Jim Barnes, a ghost from the past. I swear I'm a ghost. What would you? And then you, you'd obviously say something like, "You can chip in now, George." No, oh, was that? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. Fine. You should have been listening. So I'll, I'll obviously say something like, "Yeah, well, if you're a ghost, prove it." Sort of okay, thing. but then okay, and then what would they have to do this ghost to prove they existed? Well, I don't. I haven't thought that far in in advance. I, well, I no, don't know. That's what I'm getting you to think about now. That's yeah, the I'm, whole point of this feature. I'm really Jesus of Christ! Ghosts. We've been doing this for like nearly two seasons. Well, well, can I see the ghost or can I only hear it? No, you only can hear it at the moment. Well, I want to see it then. So if you okay, if you saw it, you'd believe. Well, not necessarily, but I would like to. <laughs> if you saw it, what if you, you said okay? We'll show. You went, okay. Oh, sorry, you're not from Liverpool. No, hang on. Ooh. Hang on, just pause. Okay. Just stop. Yeah. Did I say yeah. not necessarily instead of not necessarily? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I if I didn't, did. then I'm a real real idiot for bringing it up. But... <laughs> um, but imagine if this ghost, you asked this ghost to, like, show itself. Mm. And he went, okay. And like this, just this normal looking guy just walked through the door. And he went, I'm a ghost. Would you believe then? Well, no, I'd say, well, obviously, just some student or something pissing about, aren't you? <laughs> but he's about 50, George. So he's oh, probably not well, a student. Could be a mature student, yeah, I suppose. Could be, could be a student. So what could would be he, a so disgraced would, so... geography teacher. But either way, <laughs> I'd, I'd be skeptical. So he'd have to, what would he actually, getting back well, to the question, because we're. Sort of Float through bit. the wall like Scooby Doo or something like okay, that. Okay, float through the wall. Okay, yeah, but in Scooby Doo, they weren't really ghosts. So yeah, that so wouldn't, how did they, that wouldn't prove it. How did they explain that then? The the floating through walls. It was a cartoon, wasn't it? That's probably how they explained it. Right, well, oh, it's just a cartoon, isn't it? <laughs> right then, I would, <laughs> if I could attempt to sort of pull the ghost's disguise off. And if yeah. there isn't an ice cream man or a janitor underneath, then I'll believe it's a ghost. Okay. My answer would probably be if it got inside me, like if it sort of, if it sort of walked into me, like it got inside me. Do you know right. what I mean? Well, I think so. Yeah, but anyway, we'll move. On. We'll move on. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Right, George, um, I mean, we, we're we recording this, let's just be honest with the listeners here, George, we're recording this very late in the day. This yeah. is Wednesday now we're recording this, and mm. it's got to go up in two days. I yeah. mean, you've got to edit it. I mean, I've got, once we record this, I haven't got to do jack shit apart from write a quick description. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, but, that's uh, true. you know, hopefully we'll get it out for you listeners. I'm sure we will. George yeah. always does a good job. Mm. Um, but, you know, in a desperate grab for sort of material... What I thought I'd do is bring back one of our most popular features. Right. Um, much requested, probably. Um, it's the feature... It hasn't got a name, George. It hasn't even got a name, this feature. It's the feature where I eat something uh, loudly and you've got to guess what I'm eating. Oh, bloody hell. Right. <laughs> While you complain, it, don't complain about it. Come on, it's a good well, feature. Because it never worked as a feature. Of course. What do you mean it never worked? Well, who cares? Who cares? No one's listening. No one's listening. If anyone was listening, we'd get some actual, like, correspondence, wouldn't we? No one's listening. It doesn't matter. We're just st- sitting here shouting into the void. Right, just eat the thing. All right, then. okay. You ready? Yes. All right. 
Is it a quaver? Can you tell? No, you're very close. It is a crisp. I'm going to give you one more chance. Is it a skip? It's not a skip. Uh, do you want another go or do you want to just give up? No, there? no I'll, I'll, I'll keep going. Is it a oh, what's it? Going. Are you going to, what, are you just going to name crisps now? Yeah. It's not a what's it. A what's it would be a much more wholesome kind of sound, wouldn't it? This is <laughs> far more crisp. Come uh, on, just think carefully about this. Hula hoop? No, I'm not giving you any more goes. <laughs> it was a... Oh, sour, I mean, you should have got this one, George. You really should have. This was a sour cream and onion Pringle. No. What, you eat sour cream and onion Pringles like that? I eat it like that because cause I'm like supposed that. to be eating it loudly. It, yeah, but I've, I've eaten tons of those and they've never sounded like that. <laughs> like that. I'm eating it loud. Right? Do you know what? Listen, you might you, you know you might complain about this feature. You might think it's a stupid feature. But yeah, it I is. Don't know if you recall, George? Don't you recall, George? The one time we played it where you ate something and I had to guess. Do you remember? Do you remember? No. I guessed it instantly. Yeah, because I only eat like three things. I knew it was. I mean, okay, admittedly, I, you only eat two things: Tonics, yeah. caramel wafer bars, and Walker's really solid crisp. So it's bound to be one of those two. Yeah. <laughs> it was a Tonex caramel wafer bar, listeners. But it just shows it's a good feature if you can do it. It's not a good feature, though, is it? And not only that, you've distorted the truth with this feature because it's not what is Paul eating. It's what is Paul eating when he over-exaggerates and eats the thing in a way that nobody would actually eat the thing in real life. Basically, yeah. it's what is Paul eating when he goes... <laughs> Oh, well, actually, that sounds... I don't want to get into a scandal now, like a kind of lying scandal like the BBC keep keep getting into. But um, should I do a public apology? Yeah. Listeners, I'm really sorry that I ate that Pringle loudly. Next bit. Lips smacking this, quenching ace, tasting good, making good, buzzing cool, talking high, walking fast, living ever, giving cool, fizzing. Crass. So, Paul, have we had any more correspondence? Funny you should ask that. Um, uh, yeah, we did, actually. Um, despite my pleas not to write in anymore, um, for the third week running, uh, that anonymous <laughs> listener wrote in. <laughs> yes. However, this time I decided to log into our email account. <laughs> yeah. So I got there first. Yes, because I didn't see this. So I... No, I managed to see it first and delete it, listeners. It's not there. George, George hasn't seen this. Um, and, you know, I was really gearing up for a really hateful email. But you know what? It actually wasn't so bad. Uh, I'll read it now. Dear Crass Podcast. Hang on, let me, I've got Pringle in my mouth. <laughs> God almighty. Oh, that's better. This is Amateur Hour. <clears throat> Crass Podcast. Dear Crass Podcast. I know you told me not to email anymore but I felt I had to let you know that I've seen the error of my ways. After listening again, I've come to realise that Paul is actually really good. His eBay adventures was thrilling, and the second part definitely counted as eBay adventures. I wish he would bring back the feature where he eats loudly. See, George? I've watched his YouTube videos, and he also has a very chiselled and attractive face. 
George, on the other hand, is shit with a stupid mank voice. James Bond is rubbish. Love, anonymous listener. So you see there, George, he's really, finally, he's come round to the side of good. So I hope yeah. now we can put that we can yeah. put that to rest. Yeah, fuck off, mate. What? What are you... Fuck, how dare you? <clears throat> I have to be honest here, George. That might not... Is that not... true? Is that really what was said? That might not be the email we actually received. No, because I can always go on the emails and check myself if it's still in the deleted bin. Is it? Oh, oh shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> no, right. no, all right, okay. No, okay, yeah, I wrote that, okay? I wrote yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, you wrote Fine. that. Yeah. Sue me. More, more lying. Yeah, because I've, you know, I've got it up here. <laughs> this is what was said in the third email. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay? Dear yeah. Crass Podcast... I'm sorry to bother you, George, with another email, as I'm sure running this show by yourself must be hard, let alone when you add dealing with that useless goober, Paul, to your many Go- duties. Goober? I'd... Yeah. Was he, from the... was he from the 50s? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say again what a pleasure it is to hear your musings and thoughts every week. Honestly, that Paul, though, is it any wonder <laughs> Damson and his friends left him? I would too, oh. the insufferable git. Oh Keep up God. the spectacular Personal work, George. All the best, your biggest fan. I mean, actually, to be honest, George, I should be... An- I, I, you know, it is annoying, that email. It is annoying. But actually, hearing it read out loud, he actually talks about you more than he does me. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should be more worried. <laughs> well, I've, you know, I'm, worried. I'm now triple-checking that I've locked all the doors. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not so actually. Yeah, yeah. Go on then. All right. Okay. Anonymous listener, keep writing in, but don't mention me. Just keep talking about all the things you'd like to do to George. Oh God! <laughs> Thanks for your email. <laughs> we are now we're shutting down the email account. You can no longer send emails to the Crass Podcast. <laughs> I'm beyond the point of caring, to be honest, George. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't it show? Right, let's go. Just let's just go into telly. Fucking hell, let's just escape from this fucking swamp of a section. <laughs> oh, it's like wading through tree corpus. <laughs> so, George, it's that time again. Why don't you tell me what you've been watching this week? Tell me what you've been watching this week. You tell him you saw it on the um the telly. Right. Well. Again, it's a sort of a bit of a skinny week, really. I've not been watching a hell of a lot. Um, Apart from continuing to watch the peerless Victoria Wood sitcom Dinner Ladies, the only other thing... I feel like it's a shame we didn't talk about that, or at least I didn't acknowledge that last week, because it is brilliant. It is great, listeners. If you've never seen Dinner Ladies... It's such a fantastic writer, and it's just such a fantastic show, and the cast are all brilliant and... It's, it's got, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, some of the, it's got, it's laugh a minute, really. There's so many brilliant character moments and yeah. it's, I mean, yeah, George just sort of summed it up, really. It's just so perfectly written. But yeah, apart from Dinner Ladies, uh, mm-hmm. the only other thing I've really been watching this week, albeit accidentally, is Everybody Loves Raymond. Have you ever seen this, uh, Paul? Oh. No, I know of it, but every time I've, it just, it looks like the sort of thing I'd hate. So every time I came across it on, like, E4 or something, I would just skip to the next channel, watch Come Dine With Me or something. Yeah. Well, it's on Channel 4 in the mornings just before mm-hmm. Frasier, which is a much okay. better programme. And, yeah. um, I mean, the thing the thing with it 
is it's it's kind of saying, oh, women are bad, aren't they? Wives, they're <laughs> horrible. Daughters, they're bad too. And mothers, are, they're just awful, aren't they? Don't you think so? You know, but the thing is, I was going to go down that direction. I was going to, you know, yeah. but as I kept watching, I realised that's not all it's saying. It, it's oh, okay. also saying men are terrible as well. <laughs> Everyone, that's all right then. Everyone's so, terrible. Well, it's so, you know, husbands are totally useless, aren't they? And sons are a nightmare. Brothers, they're a pain in the ass. So yeah, an ass <laughs> instead of ass because it's American. Oh, yeah, it's American. And so are fathers, eh? Oh, they're just the worst. <laughs> it's kind of it like sounds, that. Then you've it got sounds a little. When you talk about it like that, it reminds me a little bit of what I see when I watch men behaving badly. <laughs> oh, men are shit and idiots. They can't do anything. Women are boring and never say anything funny. Oh, everything's. Oh. If you watched, if you ever watched last year, I watched the. I mean, I'm sorry to sort of, um, sort of hijack this feature, George. That's but right. have you ever watched the Men Behaving Badly Christmas special? No, of course I fucking haven't. There might be multiple, but there was one I watched last year. It was absolutely... It was the worst Christmas special I've ever watched. Literally nothing happened! <laughs> yeah, you continue there. That's me. I've done that bit. Well, I was just going to say, then what you've got, you've got Brad Garrett playing the yeah. eight-foot buffoon brother character. Uh, I've seen him, yeah. Lumbering around the set like an extra from <laughs> One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And it's just absolutely interminable. I mean, it's it's called Everybody yeah. Loves Raymond, but it, what what it should really be called is Everybody Hates Everybody Else, <laughs> or Aren't People Hateful? You know, it's yeah, it's sort of sold as a lovey family sitcom, but it's just hateful. Mm. It's a hateful show. Is it Ray? It's Ray Romano, is his name, isn't it? Yeah, who I don't imagine, have like, a problem with on his own, as far as I'm aware, but that show is just hateful. Yeah, on, it'd be sorry. good though if for the final episode they they went full one flow with a cuckoo's nest, and Ray Romano's uh, big lumbering uh, Lenny like brother sort of um, just, <laughs> just just sort of smothered Ray Romano <laughs> and then threw threw like a dishwasher through the window and escaped. After or he's been lobotomized off of mice and men route. <laughs> His big his brother shoots shoots Ray Romano in the no Ray Romano shoots his brother in the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> and goes we're to gonna, work on a ranch. We're gonna see the rabbits, Ray. <laughs> oh, oh, no, that's sad, a no. very good Brad Garrett impression. <laughs> Thank you. Right, so I think we've done that now. Paul, do you want to tell you me what you've been watching this week? I think we've done. I think we've done that bit now. Smooth. <laughs> Yes, George. Yeah, um, I've been. I've been, I mean, again, I've got nothing nasty to say about a program. I haven't been watching any bad telly. Um, I've been watching um, uh, Mortimer and Whitehouse Gone Fishing. That's on every Wednesday, so that'll be on the second episode. That'll be on tonight when yep. we record this. Yeah. Uh, you can, listeners, you can catch up on iPlayer, presumably. Uh, but it's great. It's really nice. It's just a really lovely show where um, Bob Mortimer and Paul Whitehouse um, go fishing. And, you know, they've both had... The point is they've both had, like, heart uh, problems. Yeah. So they're kind of talking about that. And, yeah, that's sort of... It's just a nice show. I, I recommend caught... it. That's just a crass recommendation, listeners. Yeah. I only caught about uh, the last 10 minutes of, of mm. it, but uh, it was really good. I'm going to definitely uh, get on the iPlayer. I'd, well reco- I'd, I'd really recommend it. It's very, yeah. It was very relaxing as well. It's one of those sort of relaxing shows. Mm. Yeah. So there we have another... 
crass recommendation. <laughs> uh, to close Another out. crass recommendation. Are we going to make that a regular thing? I don't think so, no. No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think this is the right platform for recommending no. stuff. No. Now it's time for things what get on me tits. Oh, on this here crass podcast, we do have lots of bits. And here's another feature called Things What Get On Me Tits. Yeah, Things What Get On Me Tits. Nice to see this section uh, of the show return, George. It's a good I mean, feature, I, do like isn't that. It? I really like that jingle. Yeah, it's a good good feature, good jingle. Yeah. Um, good. So, I mean, I'll be honest, I've been debating whether or not to do this this, this week. Because um, oh. it's, it's possible that it's libelous. Right. So, yeah, I nearly abandoned this. But I thought, let's do it anyway, and we'll see. Okay. You know, right. if there's any consequences, that's fine. No, I mean, I mean sure, we've, I mean, we've libelled celebrities in the past, haven't we? Mm, yeah, dead ones. <laughs> Nicholas yeah, Lindhurst. Who cares? Oh, yeah, no, he's not dead, is he? Um, no. <laughs> that just sounds really weird. <laughs> Listeners, Nicholas Lindhurst is not dead. He's not dead. Don't go spreading that around. No. Sorry. Anyway, you carry on with your feature. <laughs> carry on with your, carry on with your little feature, George. So yeah, things what get on me tits. Uh, something that's been in the news actually. Uh, right. It's been in the news on and off for a little while, but again uh, today, Wednesday, two days ago if you're listening on Friday. Um, Civil partnerships being extended to heterosexual couples. Mm. You heard about this? This heterosexual couple? No, I haven't, actually. I didn't know this was a thing. There's a heterosexual couple who want a civil partnership and they have basically taken this to court because they think it discriminates against heterosexuals. That they can't have a civil partnership, yet homosexual same-sex couples can. Yeah. Um, John George, they sound like absolute twats. Well, this is it. I think uh, they're just probably massively hopeless. <laughs> so that's my uh, things what got me tits this week. <laughs> so long, another feature until we next transmits. They're out of my damn system now Those things what got on me tits Yeah, those things what got on me tits (laughs) I mean... (laughs) It is probably... Do you know what, George? It is probably libelous. But it's also (laughs) probably true. (laughs) Yeah. Oh dear! <laughs> the, thing is, the thing is, right, listeners. He told me about this feature before, <laughs> and he said it was going to be libelous. So in my head, I was building up this kind of ludicrous sort of what on it. What could it be? What could this inc- ludicrous thing he's going to suggest be? And in the end, it turned out to be something that is most likely true. <laughs> So that's even funnier to me. Well, I mean... But I just reckon they'll have massive... <laughs> you do, <laughs> 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 
you can sort of set. <laughs> it's a shame this is all going to be bird song now, isn't it? I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> twats. We can keep, we can call them twats. That's fine. That's our opinion. Yeah. I'm saying uh, that. <laughs> Stop saying it! You're giving yourself more work. <laughs> We've got to get this in for Friday. You've got to, you've got to, basically a day to edit it. Right. Okay. Fine. <laughs> oh God. But well done. That was a, that was a successful. That was a successful. Uh, <laughs> thing is what I get on me tits. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> Right, well, it's time to pop on your Fair Isle jumpers because the Crash Channel ferry is about to leave the dock. <laughs> oh dear. There Lovely, brilliant. That one now, really works, actually. I think that. <laughs> I d yeah, genuinely, that one's pretty good. Yeah. Like, you can imagine that on actual telly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we kind of struggled with it. We've been, to be honest, listeners, we've been struggling with a Crash Channel ferry topic for a while. Yeah. Last week, which doesn't week, bode we... well for the one we've gone with, does it? <laughs> but yeah, we. I mean, last week's we kind of pulled out of the bag really late. Same with this yeah. one. Mm -hmm. I think, George, did you come up with your idea today? I came up with it about an hour ago. <laughs> wow, that's. <laughs> but I'm happy. So with I it. mean. Don't hold your breath, listeners. Don't go expecting anything amazing. But um, this week we are pitching new shows for the angry chef Gordon Ramsay. The duck's burnt! You're cooking in a burnt pan, you fucking dick! So, I mean, if you're not familiar with Gordon Ramsay, uh, I mean, if, you, if, you, if you've been living somewhere other than the planet Earth for the last... 15 years mm -hmm. he's like a kind of he's longer than that he's been on he's been around for ages hasn't he old yeah old ramsey about 20 um, years on television yeah. and then he was a chef obviously yeah. independently of that he won't shut up about it either he's always gone about being a chef yeah twat <laughs> but uh he kind of he does like loads of shows where he goes around he's famous for berating people yeah bullying them, swearing yeah. at them and i'm and to be honest i'm slightly fascinated with him as a character it's i think he seems like a really character. Yeah, he's got this kind of he's. He, I find more is I find um, what he when when he's not being angry is more interesting than than when he is because when yeah. he's sort of shouting, it's a bit theatrical. Mm. But when he's kind of trying to be on people's side, it's more interesting. He's almost got this kind of like messiah complex. I think. <laughs> and in every show he's done since like the original Kitchen Nightmares, yeah, he's he's, he's been like gone. presented as this kind of Jesus Christ like figure. Mm. Yeah. Sort of leading people to redemption. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Honest to God, once I saw a Kitchen Nightmares episode where he, there was, the, the people who were in the restaurant were a couple, a sort of struggling couple who were sort of starting to fall out. And honest to God, at the end of the show, he organised a wedding for them. And they were going, oh, God, God saved our marriage. It was, it was insanity. It was ludicrous. And then about five minutes later, he was nailed to a cross. And put on display for three days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, he's got such an ego. I mean, he's always getting his arse oh, out. God, yeah. He's, yeah, you know, he's it's got, a he's program about got, hotels. Yeah. Why are you getting your arse out? <laughs> he 
gets into a room, immediately takes all his clothes off. Yeah. God. Anyway, with that in mind, uh, yeah. shall I present with you my idea, considering I yes. only came up with it an hour ago? <laughs> go for it, go for it. So he's kind of done every kind of television show, from sort of cooking-based stuff to bullying live to uh, <laughs> a, a, even a CBBC reality show about his weird family. But, um, he has got a weird family. Is that libel? But no, you say his family. You can you can say his family. Opinion, weird. That's opinion. What is libel is my um, belief that he. Do you have to bird song that? Obviously. <laughs> obviously, yeah. More work. <laughs> <laughs> so my idea, I think the one area he hasn't sort of dipped his toe is uh, the game show. Ah, good call. It's game show time again. So I present to you. Uh, a game show called Gordon is a Moron. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> now, I think I can guess the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Gordon is a Moron uh, is a game show hosted by Gordon Ramsay in which contestants have to try and answer 12 questions correctly in order to win a cash prize of a million pounds. Now, I know what you're thinking, wow. Paul. You're thinking... <laughs> Isn't isn't that just millionaire, isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, it does sound a bit like it. Well, yeah, but uh, there's a twist. Right, OK, this. good. Uh, the contestants aren't just playing against the clock. They're also playing against Gordon. <laughs> who, as we all know, is a bleachy-haired thicket. <laughs> <laughs> well, they all are, aren't they, chefs? All celebrity chefs are, are thick. Yeah, Because, like, I mean, all they know about, that's, like, food is what they know about. That's yeah. all they know about. Anthony Worrell Thompson, he's an idiot, of course. Yep. So, basically, it's The Chase meets Millionaire. Okay. Only the, the contestants I mean... are almost guaranteed to win. <laughs> They've got a considerable advantage. Because... Gordon is a moron! <laughs> oh, God. And, um, yeah, the theme tune, as we've said, by Jill to John, uh, called Jill to John. And, of yeah. course, whenever a contestant wins the jackpot, Ramsey has to look straight down the lens and declare <laughs> that... Gordon is a moron! <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of this. It's, I mean, to be honest, I don't know if Ramsey would be behind it. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> and, he, uh, yeah. he tends to, he's got, like, two modes, Ramsey. He does shows that either make him look like a god... Or shows that make him look like a kind of quirky dad. Yeah. That's sort of it. But not a show that makes him look like a moron. No, I think he'd be kind of reluctant to do that. <laughs> and it's to air on ITV, 9pm, Thursday nights, indefinitely. <laughs> Lovely. Brilliant, I like that. I mean, you'd never guess you came up with it in the past hour. <laughs> it will bankrupt ITV, that's the other thing oh, as well. Because they'll just yeah. be giving a million quid away every night. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there we go. Gordon is a moron. That's my Gordon idea. Gordon is a moron. Good one, good one. Might, probably better than mine. Right, I actually came up with this idea because I, I I pitched this because I thought it would be really easy to come up with shows for Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. But as George has said, he's done everything already. Coming up with something new for him is really difficult. Mm. So in the end, I kind of came up with uh, three programme ideas that are not very well fleshed out, George, to be honest. <laughs> they're really They're really slim. <laughs> oh, God. They've got three of them, so that's all right. Right, first of all, uh, Gordon on Africa, a Michael Palin-style documentary series 
following Gordon as he tours Africa. Not what you're thinking, George. That sounds pretty normal. Sounds like something that Gordon would probably do. You know, yeah. going around giving like water to all the poor people who live there. Going to like little eateries that are run by like people on the very fringes of poverty, sort of shouting at them, (laughs) but then like, but then like giving them like a million pounds, you know, to make up for it all. But only if they can get 12 questions correct against him. (laughs) Exactly. But actually, this uh, documentary has a twist. Oh. He goes around with uh, a chef we've already mentioned. Anthony Worrell Thompson. They're not going anywhere uh, near Tesco's, are they? (laughs) No, not no. I don't think so. Probably Um, wise. Takes takes Anthony Worrell Thompson round with him, who would be who would obviously be clueless about everything. (laughs) Sort of going round like, where are we? Where are we, Gordon? Ah." Gordon like says where they are. You know that well. We're in Egypt. Uh, So like just I've I've got a small example of a scene that might happen. They'd be like strolling along a big river, Anthony Worrell Thompson would fall in, scream for help, like, ah, I'm falling in, where am I? Where am I? And Gordon could shout back, You're in denial! <laughs> God. Oh, <laughs> Christ. So, to be honest, George, that whole pitch was just set up for that. <laughs> so, there's, that's oh, that. Dear. Next idea, next TV show idea uh, Ramsey's Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares Nightmares. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay oversees the making of an episode of Kitchen Nightmares. He shouts at camera operators when they don't do enough dramatic zooms. He swears at the editor when they don't repeat the same shot of Gordon looking peeved at least three times. Oh. And we watch Gordon scoring scoring the show, happily plink-plonking on his bun tempi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, to be honest, that last bit is a bit of a flight of fantasy. Mm. Um... And then finally, uh, The L Word, um, remake of the biphobic lesbian drama, but with Gordon Ramsay in the leading role. Uh, <laughs> and to be honest, I think, I think that one might be quite controversial. Is, can't the, imagine is, it. is the L Word libel again? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just can't imagine. I just can't imagine it would uh, do very well at the GLAAD Awards, you know, recasting <laughs> the lesbian lead of a show about lesbians with Gordon Ramsay, <laughs> the straightest man in history. Yeah. So those are my pretty terrible ideas. To be honest, George, if this was a competition, I think you'd have won. Yeah. Well, I mean, once but, um, you know, yeah. once I remembered uh, Jilted John, that was it. Just there you go. Brilliant. Perfect. The whole thing just came to me. So, Gordon, if you want to uh, get in touch, be involved in any of those shows, just... The email address is crasspodcast at gmail.com. Exactly. Brilliant. Or on Twitter, of course, at the Crass Podcast. <laughs> Right, so anyone uh, of school age listening to this now will soon be breaking up for the summer. Uh, so to celebrate, I thought I'd read out a school-themed chapter of my autobiography. For it's Great. not like summer; it's not breaking up for summer themed. It's actually my it's my first day of school, oh, of, of okay. high school. So it's it's only very loosely related. But um, I thought, fuck it. <laughs> shall, I read, shall I read it out? Yeah, go on. Paul Austin, Life Lessons from an Expert. Chapter 75, My First Day at Big School or Kid Prison. The summer of 2005 had been a particularly good one. I got a PlayStation 2 for my birthday, Christopher Eccleston had introduced the world to the impossible, a northern Doctor Who, and a sparky young R&B artist called Rihanna was making waves over in the States. 
and it wouldn't be long before UK listeners would discover her particular brand of exciting noises. Noises like, hey, and hey. It was September, and my first day at big school loomed. You might therefore assume, dear reader, that I was nervous. I wasn't. For me, big school would be a welcome change from little school, an escape from the patronising teachers who basically just told us to, in their words, fucking make something out of clay. <laughs> it would provide a much-needed respite from my idiot peers, who for some reason all really liked Scooby-Doo and would often shit their pants. This childishness could have stemmed from the fact they were all ostensibly children. However, correlation does not equal causation. You can't lead a horse to water. Quesera, sera. Footnote. It later transpired that almost all of my peers would be going to big school, a fact that was not made clear to me. I assumed that I'd been chosen for big school because of my exceptional skills and emotional maturity. As it turns out, literally anyone can go as long as they're 11. Even Tommy Tripod ended up going, who for a school project did a drawing of his mum completely naked. He now has a DeviantArt page where he draws female characters from kids' shows, but if they were inflated. The morning of the first day was fairly uneventful. Aside from a small incident involving my stepdad's bollocks and an ice cube tray, see the appendices, I was well prepared. New pens, pencils, three rubbers, erasers if you're from the Americas, and several different kinds of ruler, all tucked safely inside my brand new Fred Dibner pencil case. <laughs> After a fucking tedious car journey and a curt farewell to my mother, I was finally there. The hallowed halls of the Edward Elgar Secondary School specialising in food technology. There were hundreds of Year 7 students from an enormous variety of classes and backgrounds. There was even one black kid. It was at this point I started to feel slightly anxious. Thoughts I hadn't entertained before suddenly popped into my head. What if I'm the worst student here? What if all the teachers hate me? What if I'm the only one here who watches Animal Hospital? I'll be unable to forge a connection with anybody if that's the case. Footnote, this was before we learned that Rolf was a massive pedo. Although, <laughs> to be honest, I was only really watching for the dying animals. We filed to the assembly hall, a massive room containing several hundred shit chairs, all facing a stage atop which the school motto was written, Keep on keeping on. I was sat next to a very plump boy with the first signs of terrible acne. He gave me a smile and presented his hand to shake. Hello, I'm Ryan. I took his sweaty hand in my dry one. Hiya, Paul Austin. Jeez, so what's the score around here? Who are the cool cats I should be hooking up with? Ryan thought for a moment. He was obviously proper thick. Well, Michelle Keegan has shoes what lights up when she walks. She's pretty cool. Footnote. I should make it clear that Michelle Keegan was not THE Michelle Keegan, which was a shame. I nodded my head in approval. Nice. I coolly quipped. It was then that the headmaster made his way onto the stage. He coughed and gestured for the audience of Year 7s to shut the fuck up. They complied. The headmaster of Elgar's was Mr. Strong, who, unlike his Hargreaves namesake, was a rather meek man with a bowling resentment for the shitey school he was forced to run. His beard was unpleasantly frizzy, and his bald head was almost constantly smeared with sweat, which had congealed into a white sticky gunge. Basically, he was well weird, and all the students hated him because he made them feel sick. Sounds harsh, but it was true. Sorry. He made a really boring speech in which he droned on and on about the next stage of our lives, togetherness, being part of a new community, and how we weren't allowed to piss in the changing room sink. He ended his stupid speech by taking an ancient cassette player from the wings of the stage. Now everybody, stand for the school song. Once again, like sheep, we complied. He switched the player on and pressed a button. There was a pause, and then the first few words of the school song ran out across the hall. 
Goodbye, England's rose. May you ever grow in our hearts. You were the grace that placed itself where lives were torn apart. Half an hour later, I was sat in my first class, English with Mrs Morrison's. She was a great Doberman of a woman, in that she had four legs and pointy ears on the top of her head. Only joking. It's because she was a vicious monster who, honest to God, once bit a student. On the way to the lesson, I got chatting to Michelle Keegan, again, not the one from Corrie, and we discovered that we both had a great deal in common. I was 11, and so was she. We both attended the same high school, and both of us lived in the Midlands. We just clicked. We sat next to each other in English, and I was ready to make my move. However, it was extremely difficult to do so with Mrs Morrison's whinging on about Shakespeare. Footnote, honestly, who even cares? Another obstacle was Ryan, the chubby chipmunk kid who I now found myself burdened with. Footnote, nothing changes. The cunt had insisted on sitting next to me, and he was completely cramping my style. He kept leaning over to ask stupid questions. You ever seen that puzzle brush? Joe like chuckle vision. Who's your favourite chuckle brother? Honestly, he was well annoying. At some point, Mrs Morrison's asked us to take out our pens and our notebooks. My heart leapt into my throat. I knew I'd forgotten something. I didn't have any notebooks. The only bit of paper I had on me was my bus ticket, and somehow I didn't think that'd be sufficient. I looked over to Michelle Keegan and her lovely pucker notepad, which she'd wrapped in pretty glittery paper. I looked over to Ryan and watched as he ripped the cellophane from a pack of three exercise books. Ryan, mate, can I lend one of your books? Mine's in the shop. I didn't know what this meant at the time, but I thought it'd be a cool thing to say, and it was. Ryan looked unsure, the idiot. I don't know, Paul. I need the other toe for maths and food. What are you going to do? Eat your exercise book, I quipped, with barely any pause for thought. Before he could reply, I continued. Come on, mate, do a friend a favour. He nodded and handed me an exercise book. Friends help out friends. I rolled my eyes at this inane comment and took out my pencil case. Michelle Keegan looked over and her face scrunched up like a load of old kitchen foil. Is that your pencil case? She stared at Fred Dibner's wide face with disgust. I had to think fast. No, it's Ryan's. I shoved the pencil case into his fat hands. God, Ryan, if you love Fred Dibner so much, why don't you marry him? Ryan stammered, his primitive brain struggling to comprehend what was going on. It's, it's, it's not. I gave him a look and mouthed, friends, help out friends. His bottom lip quivered, and he stared at the ground. Oh, I do. I wish I could marry him. I love it when he talks about trains. Ah, <laughs> oh, fair enough. Michelle Keegan smirked and turned back to her notepad. I breathed a sigh of relief and turned back to Ryan. Uh, mate, can you lend us a pen? He handed me a biro from my own pencil case in a manner that I felt was rather more terse than I deserved. It was obvious that I'd offended him, and just as he was proving to be useful... I had to calm the waters and fast. You know what, Ryan? I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. I lied, quoting that episode of The Simpsons where they parodied Casablanca. <laughs> Ryan smiled. And then Mrs Morrison's had a massive stroke and died in front of us. <laughs> but that's another story for another time. <laughs> so concludes this chapter of my autobiography. Now, I mean... Reading that back, George, I'm, I'm aware that I don't come across very well in it. Kind of no. ref- reflects quite badly on me, that story. But, I mean, I think I should make it clear, Ryan is a massive tit. Yeah. So Does he listen to this podcast? Well, yeah. But, oh. I mean, this is nothing he doesn't already know. Oh, okay, okay then. Well, 
I think that's all we've got time for this week. <laughs> we've got, yeah, I mean, we're on a very strict schedule. Um, so <laughs> Yeah, it's not like we just decide how long these no, will be no, each week. No, exactly. Well, thanks, listeners. Um, hope you enjoyed that. Um, oh, watch, you can email us. <laughs> oh, God. Shoddy, fucking shambles. shoddy FM. <laughs> you, you can, can email us at, at uh, crasspodcast.gmail.com and you can find us on Twitter at the Crass Podcast. Um, you can find us, you know, you can download us on all the iTunes places and Podbean, but you can now also find us on Spotify. Hey. So just hey. so just search Crass into Spotify and it'll come up. Yeah. If you pay for Spotify, obviously. No, I think it comes up if uh, you don't as well. Okay. Mm. You, just have to, you have to listen to adverts then, presumably. Yeah. So if you can, if you can put up with that, then... You know, go for it. Well, if they can put up with this, they can put up with anything. They can put up with anything. <laughs> you can also follow us individually on yes. Twitter. Uh, I am at George Walsh. That's George with a J. So, at Jorge Walsh, if yeah. you like. And I'm uh, at Bumble Doon. That's Bumble D-O-O-N. Right. right. Uh, to our listeners. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.